Howdy, hey, hello, it's McKenna, and welcome to Munch and Mingle today. Today is, it's going to be a great episode. (laughs) It's going to be a needed episode. I have got my dear, sweet friend, Frizz. Hello. (laughs) Not her given birth given name. No, we'll explain that later on. But Alyssa is your real name. Yes. But you will always be known as Frizz in my heart. I hope so. (laughs) So before we get into what we're going to discuss today, we have your munchie, which if you would love to explain. Yes. Um, One of my go-tos right now, favorite snacks, uh, cottage cheese and triscuits. Flavored triscuits, like specific. Flavored cilantro, avocado, lime triscuits. We did try it off air. We did. And I was very nervous because I am not a cottage cheese fan. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) However, I could get behind that because with a cracker... (laughs) It's me snapping for you. It is literally, I, I'm not worried about the texture anymore. That yeah. was why I didn't like cottage cheese before. It is a texture food. It's but kind it's of totally fine with me. Eat it with a cracker. It is. <laughs> it is. I love it. It's go to. It's semi filling. It's easy. It's quick. Yes. And delicious. It's also Britain approved because gotta get that protein. Shout out to Britain. All right, y'all. We are going to talk about the S word. The S word. <laughs> <laughs> and what we are deeming. Seasons. Seasons of our life. I couldn't think of anyone better to do that than Friss. Very kind. I'm very excited. You're very qualified for this. I just (laughs) want you to know that. (laughs) I already have learned so much from you in your life and just going to keep on giving through this episode. Tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, I think... I feel like at this stage of my life, I should have like an automatic intro by like the amount of people that I feel like I meet. Um, I was listening to something the other day and they were talking about like elevator blurbs. Like I need to pin down my elevator blurb, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I need to get in elevators more. (laughs) More, more opportunities to introduce yourself within six floors. I grew up in Utah. I have siblings. I have two older brothers and they're both married with kids and I have two nephews and a niece and they're my favorite people in the world. I have a younger sister. All of them still live in Utah. So I get to see them often. I love my family. We do a lot together. We love to vacation, hang out. They like to play games more than I do, but I'm working on it. (laughs) Uh, Your family is also big Disney fans. Big Disney fans. Like how many times do you go a year? We we like to go at least once. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah. It yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. it's way more than that. Doesn't it? <laughs> there was a period last year I, I went definitely more than that. But I grew up with a, with an annual pass. It's my mom's go to. She I could you should have her on here. You could talk about Disneyland. I if I <laughs> were waiting, but I definitely you know, because Baker's a Mickey fan. Mickey he was just Mouse. walking watching yes. Clubhouse. Yeah. Like that is his fave thing. So maybe we're waiting. But when we do bring him to Disneyland, I, I've got to make sure he's it's going to be the best. Yes. <laughs> so maybe I will be like, okay, get your mom on she here. She will give the tips. Give me all all the things. Yeah. We love Disney. Do- love Disneyland. Um, but love being with them, hanging out. So how we met, we met at a girls camp called mm-hmm. Retreat for Girls. Mm-hmm. And we were counselors. And being a counselor, you have nicknames because that was just one of the things you did. And the girls would guess your name at the end of it. But that's... We had to 
get to know each other through your nickname because you yeah. couldn't spell it. So yours was Frizz. Yeah. And mine was Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like everyone else is more, everyone else's nickname. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they hear about this girl Frosty and they're like, I'm sorry, what? I'm she like, loves yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only one that can't stick. I, I basically call everyone else by theirs. I don't yeah. get called Frosty that much anymore. Frizz and I had a phone call a while back ago and I felt like she was going to be the best person to talk about seasons of life because of just different situations she's been able to go through, but also how you've been able to look at it and change it in such a great way. Seasons are meant to be here for a reason. There's always something to learn in each one. And I think in the worldly view, it's, okay, what do I have to do to get to the next step and the next step and the next step? And it's never fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that is how God intended us to live this life, always yeah. looking to the next thing. Yeah. But what, you know, the whole like blooming where you're planted. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's it. Like each season is there for a reason. Yeah. Embracing the now. Um, and I think that that's a lot of kind of where I'm at right now. I think it's easy to, to look around and comparison is very real and thinking about where you're at and where you hope to be and where you think you should be compared to just where you are. I've found a lot of enjoyment, especially recently, embracing just where I am and being okay with that. So a particular season that you're going through, what we kind of want to talk about today is... The other what? S word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Being single. Yeah. Being single as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. That is a season you're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I almost have to like put like a little disclaimer out. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm single and I think but she's I'll, ready to mingle. Yeah. She's on bunch of mingle. <laughs> I just think it's, I think it's funny. I think outside of Utah, especially anyone listening to this might be tempted to laugh. Like she's 26 and, and talking about this, like yeah. she's so young and there's, how is this even a thing? Yes. And things like that. And it's, it's interesting because it is so much of a reality for me right now being right. in Utah mm -hmm. and just kind of the culture that is created around marriage and these assumed expectations has made singlehood, I think, different than it would be outside of Utah. hundred percent. We will kind of be referring back to that a lot in particular to you, but hopefully the biggest thing I want anyone else to take away from this, whether you're in the same season with Frizz or a different season, I hope you're going to be able to pull away different things for your particular season. You know, Frizz and I are in different seasons right now, but yeah. things she's been able to say, I'm like, oh, I so needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely need that one. So the gospel is made up of, yes, being married and creating families. That is a big reason we're here. And it's a great, incredible thing. I think one thing that I find ironic, I guess, is that the the role and the importance that we place kind of on personal revelation and being able to receive direction and guidance for our own lives, how important that is and how heavy we lean into that. And at the same time, it kind of feels that when that guidance or that direction or truthfully just the nature of life, how, how things turn out sometimes. I think it raises eyebrows and it creates assumptions and fingers start to be pointed when that 
ends up looking abnormal or doesn't fit into what we assume it should for someone, a returned missionary, BYU graduate, Mm -hmm. grad school, (laughs) individual in Utah. You know, we have these expectations of what that should look like or the things that I must be feeling or must be experiencing because I am single or because I'm not dating or because um, this is where I'm at. We assume certain things about individuals when I just, I guess I find it ironic when individuality and our own paths and our own lives is kind of the bread and butter of what makes this life what we believe it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think the gospel was ever intended to be a checklist. Yeah. I think there are things that we're always encouraged to do, but above all, just like you said, God's going to talk to you and help you figure out what your path's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's part of it is that everyone has their own. And I think that's something, maybe the thing that I've kind of leaned into and been most appreciative of during this season in my life of just really embracing that for me and for people around me, um, embracing them for who they are and where they're at and the the experiences that they have and haven't had and how that's kind of created who they are and, and the relationship that I have with them because of it. What are some of the experiences you've been able to, to go through in these past couple of years? Because coming to Provo. Yeah. That is, it's almost like, okay, it feels like that's what everyone's on their mind. Yeah. yeah Whether yeah, yeah. that's wrong or right, that can be your own opinion. But okay, how have you navigated through that? What are some things you've been able to to do? I love that. And I think that this season has given me an ample amount of time to just ponder and think, and uh, but really to become. And just, I remember one, while I was doing my undergrad at BYU, I came across, um, her name is Stephanie Mae Wilson, and she's just a Christian lady, also has a podcast, and she talks a lot about embracing and living, loving your single life. And one of the questions that she posed just kind of made me think. She she said, what, what if, what would you do? What would your life look like? How would you feel if God were to tell you that you were going to be single forever. What would that change for you? How would you feel about your life, about yourself, and about God? I took that question to heart, found it incredibly liberating. There's so much in our control and there's so much not in our control. Regardless, my life's not on pause. My life's not in a stagnant state. I am still very much living and have goals and dreams. And my my marital status is not my defining attribute. It is not my entire personality. And there is so much um, that I, you know, there's there's so much more. And so that question, I guess, just kind of helped me realize or really lean into wanting to embrace the todays. I you know, had a moment of, of like, what, what, what am I doing? What, what makes me happy? Who am I? What do I want to be doing? I started reading Harry Potter for the first time. <laughs> I started running. I ran a half marathon. I took voice lessons and anyone who knows me knows that singing's at like the top of my fears list. <laughs> I just cannot. <laughs> and just started like really giving to the relationships that I do have. And, and just that 
totally changed my perspective that this I think so many people see it as like a waiting season of of just waiting for the next thing. Or once, you know, I learn X, Y, and Z, then I'll be worthy of marriage or I'll be uh, ready to to take that step. And I don't think that that is necessarily accurate. And that's not something that I have felt or I have experienced during this season in my life. Um, I think that there are definitely things that God teaches us in different seasons of our lives, and there are things that that He prepares us for. Uh, something that's common to be thought of is you're you're not married. There must be something wrong with mm-hmm. you, or you haven't learned the things that you need to learn in order to be married. And I think that that is one of the most unhealthy mindsets to have mm-hmm. um, as someone who is single, but also someone who's surrounded by single individuals to have that mindset, I guess, I feel like pushes hopelessness onto someone. It makes makes marriage feel like a a reward or a prize or an an end end goal, a finish line, when I don't think that's the reality of marriage at all. Um, (laughs) Very much a beginning from what I hear. I know 45-year-old women who've gotten married and I've known 18-year-old women who've gotten married and to say that the 18-year-olds are more ready to be be married than some of the 45-year-olds, I don't know that that's like a fair statement to make, you know? And so I think that's, that's something that is interesting to me that we tend to have. Right. Why do we discount personal revelation so much? And why do we think someone else has to be at the same place we are? Yeah. That there's a right age to get married. I think it can look different for everyone. I think some people, you know, that that does work. My parents got married at 19 and they've been married for 30 plus years. And that's awesome. And that's wonderful. And they know who they are and they found out together. And mm-hmm. that's great. It looks different for for some others. And I, I, I just don't think that one of those reasons is because that someone is not worthy enough yet mm-hmm. for yeah. marriage or that you have to learn certain things. I think that that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. In this particular season, how has God spoke to you? Because I feel like sometimes in whatever season we're in, we don't feel like God's talking to us because, well, I want to be on the end of this. How yeah. have you been able to hear him? What are the ways that you you connect with him during this time? I really love that question. And I think I would say if I don't know how I would kind of separate maybe the things that I've learned recently from like being single versus just growing up and being an adult <laughs> and experiencing life. I think a lot of things, sure, have probably come through a state of being single, but a lot have also come from just living from experiencing highs and lows and ups and downs and and all of that that comes with life. Something that I have seen and felt repeatedly is that his plan, his ways are higher than ours. And I think that that's something that we all at some point come to come to see. I feel like he's been very patient with me. He's very kind and lets me learn things as I need to. How have you gotten through the hard moments? Times when, you know, you're with all your couple friends or you see another engagement post or another wedding video. Those kinds of things like, sure, are there times where I'm like, man, that would just be nice. That would be cool. That would be fun. You know, have someone to go home to, have someone to listen, have someone to do all of that with. Absolutely. There are times when that sounds great. I hope that that's an opportunity that I get. I don't know that I would call them hard. Like, I don't know that I would say that is a hard thing because 
I follow these people. I know these people. I'm happy for these people. That's exciting that this is happening for them and that those things are their reality. It doesn't take away from what I don't have. It doesn't mean that it's easy, I guess, or preferred, but I don't know that that I would say that it's hard because I think just as I know that God's hand is in my life and that he's giving me thoughts and experiences and moments that I need to prepare me for my future, whether it be here or later, he's doing the same thing for other people and he's letting them experience life how they need to in order to become who they need to become. I guess leaning into that has really helped me separate myself from from those moments and they don't feel as hard. That's That just blew my mind. That's basically the antidote for it is I think a lot of times the reason we want to get out of a specific season, whether it it is hard or not on the person, we see a lot of other people in other seasons. Oh, that yeah. looks nicer. Mm-hmm. The, green, gra- the grass is always greener. <laughs> <laughs> I know just from witnessing your life from the outside, the things that you have been ex- able to experience in your life are going to propel you so far. Whatever it is that is for you, like it's going to be so great. It's the whole, yeah, bloom where you're planted thing. Because every season has a reason and there's so many things to be there to teach you. And it's, it would just be so sad to know, like I rushed through that. Then you're like missing whatever you, the gold that you could have got from that. Yeah, absolutely. In order to move on to another season, you have to end the current one. Yes. And I think that that comes with a lot. I was listening to a podcast, one of my, one of my favorites next to McKenna's, um, (laughs) the all in LDS living podcast, uh, Morgan Jones interviewed Mallory Everett from studio C and they were just talking about very similar things being single in the church and what that means, what that looks like. Morgan shared an example. Her cousin, I believe, had recently gotten engaged and she was in her mid early thirties. And she said that one of the first thoughts that she had after she got engaged was, man, I wish I would have lived my single years differently. And she had instant regret about how she had spent that time and how sad she was for herself in some of those moments and how that shaped ultimately her single years. And I think about that often, how, you know, optimistically thinking if that day comes, when that day comes for me, I don't want that to be my first thought of, man, I certainly missed out because I was always looking for the next, or Mm -hmm. I was, I was waiting. I was just waiting for what I didn't have. Yeah. And I think that's also something that's helped me appreciate where I am at and what I do have because marriage is not the only place to find joy. I think it is great to go into your next season when it's time. Like you said, you don't want to go in with any resentment. And this, this is not us saying don't get married. Like you'll know when you know, remember seek personal revelation. If you are truly knowing like, okay, I'm, I'm living, I'm blooming where I'm planted. That's all I can keep saying in my head. And in this is then you'll know when it's time to move on. Like, okay, I have learned what I've needed to. I can take that and now go into the next one. Yeah. God's ways are going to be better than ours. And I know sometimes in our head, it's very logical, especially speaking as a planner. There's a lot of times I'm like, Heavenly Father, I, I've got this figured out. I, I know I've got this figured out. I've, I have formulated <laughs> it. And if you just work. do it this way, <laughs> it's going to work. Yeah. But how grateful I am that he doesn't. <laughs> how grateful I am that he's like, hey, I love you so much. And I promise you, it's going to be better. Yeah. If you just... You got to learn this one thing or you've got to go through this one thing to then make that next step just so much better. 
Yeah. And I wish that's something that was kind of seen more across the board. Like as much as I know that he is guiding my life and the experiences that I'm being given are for me, I have to to know that for other people too. Mm -hmm. And I wish that other people always saw that for me. Yeah. And that those expectations, I guess, were somehow lifted or changed that there's not, there's not one right way to live life or to do things. And that's okay. And it doesn't mean that it's wrong or that it's right or that it's good or that it's bad, but it's just different. And it just is Mm -hmm. like, it just is all of our timing looks different. All of our seasons have different lengths of time. We are all different seeds. (laughs) I am a pumpkin seed (laughs) and Frizz beautiful ear of corn. (laughs) Pumpkins and corn are not going to grow the same. Pumpkins and corn have to go through different adversities. Things to become who they're supposed to be. Yes. I really want to become a gardener. So I'm hoping that I can use this in the future. And this be your motivation. Yes. But it's it's so true for everyone. And I just think of the burden that is going to be lifted when we can all just be like, oh, okay. Like it's not even, you know, when you introduce yourself, hey, Frizz, what's going on in your life? It's not going to be something that they hold on to like, oh, so she's not married yet? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. I wonder what's going on in her life. Yeah. It's like, no, no. And I would like to say that I almost set you up with someone like it was set to go and it didn't work out. So that was the Lord saying, Hey, McKenna buzz off. Like I've got this figured out. <laughs> that is another, another funny thing. I think, especially within the church of, uh, the, the, the more time that I spend single, the more people reach out. And it's interesting how sometimes I feel that, get potentially or set up with individuals who the only thing we might have in common is that we are single. <laughs> and it's just an interesting oh thing that also happens. I I'm think. grateful to say that the one I was going to set you up with never got on a date. So at least I can say like, well, we don't. but yeah, it clearly was not meant to be. Oh, you're just so great. So getting this wrapped up, when you leave today, do you feel like there's something you're going to have to do to continually push forward? Or how are you just blooming where you're planted then how are you blooming in the season yeah i think i think the season is all about embracing and accepting i just had the the thought of like a talk that i think it's a talk that i read um a mission president was actually all about it but it talks about four different types of missionaries and the the fourth missionary is the ideal missionary the first missionary ends up not really giving his all on the mission second missionary gives a little bit more still not quite at all. The third is kind of the typical missionary, gives a lot, but um, not all that he could. And the fourth missionary is the one who gives it all, ultimately his will to the Lord, and is the only one who truly benefits from his mission. And I think that when we just decide to give the Lord our will and recognize that really that's the only thing that we do have to give to him that he doesn't already have, that there is no weight. There is no heaviness. There is no worry. There is no anxiety. There is peace and hope and enjoyment and fulfillment because he is the gardener. Mm-hmm. You know, he is. Uh, <laughs> did that for you. Full he circle. Is, <laughs> he is the one who already knows where we're going to end up, what experiences we are going to have, mm-hmm. and what experiences we need to get us there. And I think for me, just right now is about 
embracing that and leaning into that and letting him do that, letting him work through us and letting him create with our lives what he knows we need. And that's what this is Mm -hmm. about for me right now. You are the ideal single. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean that at all. No. (laughs) Seriously, you're just, the only thing I can ever, did you say this already, is if we knew how long the season was, would we view it differently? The only thing I can ever relate to this, and it's true, was waiting for Britain on his mission. Yeah. Is I knew, okay, I'm not dating. This guy wants to marry me. So I know in two years I will be getting married. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do till then? Mm-hmm. And it was the best two years. I don't feel like I had any any regrets because I'm like, I was able to go do what I needed to do. Yeah. I was able to get married and it was great. And now I'm sitting here and I realize it was within our first year of marriage is that I thought, oh, well, that fun first year, things are hard because you're trying to figure out each other. Yeah. And the next thought I was like, well, it's time to have a baby. That's what needs, cause that's going <laughs> to fix <next>. everything. <laughs> and it's, yes, I was trying to push past the heart. Yeah. And I think that's a big indicator. Like you need to stay here. You need to learn through here. Don't overpass it. And thank heavens we pushed through it. Yeah. And it came when it, this next season of having children that came when it needed to. And it's been great. Yeah. And I think also the unknown is scary and the unknown yeah. is uncomfortable and that alone is reason to make some people run. And sitting in the unknown, sitting in that and running through different situations and being okay with that. And also remembering you're never alone. You yeah. are not having to do this. Well, it might be your life. Yeah. You just said it. Christ is right there with you. Heavenly Father. Right. You have got the best support. Yeah. Don't forget it. This has been great. Yeah. You are great. You're wonderful. I am so, so <laughs> thankful to have you in my life, just as you are. <laughs> I'm so blessed to be inspired. I'm blessed that my kids have you. I mean, just before this episode, oh my gosh. The cutest kids in the world. They <laughs> love you. Baker was squealing. Like, he had a hard time going down because he's like, I want to sleep <laughs> So stinking cute. Oh. Again, just another one of those things that the Lord knew that we needed in preparation for whatever he has coming. Yep. All right. And to whoever you are out there, thank you so much for listening. Whatever season you're in, just know you are not alone. There is something always that you need to know, need to learn, need to go through, and it's going to be for the better in the end. We hope you have a great day. Again, so grateful to have you here. Bye.